is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Clint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. It's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers Mike Vendice joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? That's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker, deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show, presented by Helena Accommodations. The in-town five-star extended stay residences. Visit HelenaAccommodations.com. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave, here's Jason Walker. Happy Monday and Happy New Year. It is the Jason Walker Show inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. We are presented by Helena Accommodations, the in-town five-star extended stay residences. Visit HelenaAccommodations.com. Six extended stay buildings with 22 extended stay suites, all close to downtown Helena. If you're coming to the capital city for work, pleasure, whatever it is, you need to check out HelenaAccommodations.com. Big show today. We're going to chat with Capitol High boys basketball coach Guy Almquist as we do each and every Monday. It is the first Monday of the new year, and the Capitol boys off to a pretty good start. We'll check in with Coach Almquist uh, here in a little bit. Also, a weekend recap, some big wrestling news coming out of Northern as well. Breaking today. We'll recap the PBR, Montana State men and women on this day in history. The walk- we got a lot going on today here on a Monday inside the Jason Walker Show. All right, so if you are uh, new to us, and we appreciate you joining us, uh, you can watch anytime on Facebook.com slash the Jason Walker Show. Also, YouTube, just search the Jason Walker Show, and that is for live and recorded. So you can rewatch anything you might have missed. You can uh, tweet us anytime at Jay, uh, Walker Sports, also at Jason Walker Show. And don't forget, you can listen as well on TreasureStateRadio.com. If you do not have that app yet, download on the Google Play Store or the App Store. And also Network One Sports, search the Jason Walker Show. We're literally everywhere, live on Podbean right now as well. And uh, you can get all the audio and video and uh, email JasonWalkerSports at gmail.com. And coming soon, it is coming soon. JasonWalkerShow.com. Looking forward to uh, the uh, website getting going. All right, so we're going to start today by chatting about the news uh, coming out of Montana Tech that I actually shared from FootballScoop.com late Saturday night, and then everybody else in the state picked up on it yesterday. Uh, But it is official. Head coach Chuck Morrell is leaving Montana Tech become an assistant at uh, Fresno State up at the FBS level. That's a big jump for Coach Morrell and a fantastic jump for Coach Morrell as well. As we mentioned, footballscoop.com first reported this on Saturday, and uh, I shared it on uh, my Twitter page uh, late that night. Uh, Montana Tech issued a statement today that uh, basically said, um, congrats to uh, Coach, uh, as I pull up the actual statement that they read. Uh, it was pretty good. And uh, A.D. Matt Steppen 
said that, quote, the culture and tradition of Ordigger football is strong. We're extremely grateful for Coach Morell for his years of service and leadership to Tech. We are excited for him and his family as they pursue the next chapter in the Morell story, end quote. Uh, Morell uh, first became a head coach. He's been a head coach once at Montana Tech. Nine seasons, 52 and 44 overall. Won three Frontier Conference championships in 2012, 15, and 16. And also... Um, was named Conference Coach of the Year three times and the Regional Coach of the Year three different times by the American Football Coaches Association as well. As uh, Steppen con, uh, continued in his press release saying that basically Tech's in a great position as a program and department. Thanks to Coach Morrell, uh, they continue to be a top-tier academic and athletic opportunity for students. The future is bright. Thanks to Coach Morrell, his staff, and they have some great players. Uh, Montana Tech... And under Morrell, 70 all-conference selection, three conference players of the year. It was a pretty impressive nine-year run for Coach Morrell. Six and four this last year in the top ten in the NAIA for multiple categories. And also uh, it led the nation, or led the conference rather in uh, scoring defense, total defense per game, pass defense, and pass defense efficiently. This is one thing that Coach Morrell and Montana Tech have been known for over the last nine years is defense. They are always one of the top two or three teams in the frontier, and they gave up just six rushing touchdowns on the ground in 2019. That's impressive. Uh, in addition to Morrell being the head coach and successfully, uh, he also was the director of athletics for three years from 2014 to 2017, I guess that's four years, but uh, he, he oversaw the, the building of other programs, you know, national playoffs in football. They made the, FC, uh, the FCS quarters a couple of times. Volleyball heading to the national tournament as well, and the continued success that they've seen. Uh, by the way, so he's going to be at Fresno State. That is a great move for him. His uh, former, well, I guess his best friend, uh, is now the head coach at Fresno State, uh, Kalen DeBoer. Now, these two coached together at Sioux Falls when DeBoer was the head coach there and Morrell was the defensive coordinator and associate head coach. They uh, won national championships three times, including a win over Carroll College in 2008. They also lost to Carroll in 2007. Sioux Falls was 56-1 and at one point. And that's, uh, they had a uh, 2007 national championship game uh, loss to uh, Carroll, as we mentioned. 17-9 was the score. Morale was at South Dakota for a couple of years and then took the head coaching job at Tech. Him and DeVore were teammates at Sioux Falls. And Morale, the leading tackler back in 96 at the D2 level of NAI, and uh, is in the Hall of Fame there at Sioux Falls. Now, Sioux Falls uh, obviously had such a great run, and Carroll College knows it very well, uh, Sioux Falls. And uh, good luck to Coach Morrell. So what does Tech do? Immediately today they announced that Kyle Sampson has been named the interim head football coach, uh, replacing Morrell on the interim basis. Um, this is a quote from uh, uh, Matt Steppen, the athletics director, saying that Tech's uh, ensuing coaching search will be fast and efficient, uh, quote, unquote. Uh, but Samson is going to do great. He was hired last year as the offensive coordinator at Tech, along with um, being the uh, 
being the, uh, what am I trying to say here? Um, oh, assistant head coach, associate head coach. And he's going to do a great job. And I think they, honestly, I think that they they remove Montana Tech. I think Montana Tech removes the interim tag from Kyle Sampson. I think Sampson ends up getting that job. He had a five-year run at Flathead, which was fantastic, and made the championship game in 2018, losing to West. He, uh, of course, played in the Frontier. He had a year at Montana and then transferred back to Montana State Northern, won a state championship at Capitol, uh, was an assistant under his dad with the lights, and had a great offense that was uh, pretty good in the top ten nationally while he was the running the offense at Northern, and then he took the head job over at Flathead. This is a very young, excited kid, and I said this last year when Tech hired him to be the offensive coordinator, that it is going to be Kyle Sampson taking over at Montana Tech, and it, that's the way it's, it's, it's rolling right now. And, and I said it again you know, a year ago, Kyle Sampson's one of the best young coaches in all of college football and at the high school level before jumping into college, and he's still one of the big guys at the college level. And uh, I hope he gets that interim tag removed quickly, and I believe he will. I think Kyle Sampson will be the new head coach at uh, Montana Tech. Uh, when it's all said and done. And it's going to be a great hire. Uh, it's a great, you know, you look at who's coming back, Blake Counts, who Samson coached at Flathead, uh, had a great freshman campaign as running back. That defense, they're going to have to replace some studs at Tech. But what they also do is just rebuild. I mean, under Coach Morrell defensively, Tech has, has over the years played, you know, in the, the tw- into the high 20s of guys. So they constantly are rotating guys in and out of that lineup staying fresh, and that's why they're one of the best defenses in the nation because of that. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do defensively. Who does uh, who do they hire as the head coach? Again, I think it'll be Kyle Sampson. And, you know, how do they uh, replace Morrell on that defensive side of the ball? It's a great move for Coach Morrell. Wish him the best. He was always one of the uh, uh, my favorites to chat with over the last six years, covering the Frontier Conference, and a great guy, great coach and uh, very accessible, and uh, hopefully we can get him uh, on this week uh, to chat about it um, as uh, he heads off to Fresno State now. So he's getting uh, warmer climates. You know, it was, you remember this last fall, Tech played Northern in the snow up at Haver in, what, September, and got the big win, but, uh, man, he's going to have uh, Fresno rocking and rolling defensively. There is no question about that. He's a great coach, and uh, we wish him the best. There is... Uh, He's a good guy. He'll be missing the frontier. We thought we had some stability in the frontier, you know, and with everybody, you know, with uh, uh, Charlie Hall at Southern Oregon, uh, Troy Purcell now in his second year at Carroll, entering his second year, and Andrew Rowland going to be going into his third year at Northern. Those are kind of the young guys uh, as far as, you know, the, the stability. Morrell around forever, Norse at, uh, Ryan Norse down at Western, and, uh, well, you had uh, Stutzream down at, uh, Chris Stutzream down at uh, Rocky as well, but Lots of changes the last couple of years in the frontier. Um, we'll see how long these guys all stick around. I think it'll be for a while because they're all going to be uh, fantastic and do a great job uh, in their positions at uh, their respective colleges across the frontier conference. It's fun to watch, man. Tim Camp still the longest-running uh, coach now out at Eastern Oregon. He'll be entering, I think, his 13th season out at Eastern Oregon at LeGrand, and uh, everybody else uh, is going to be under five years. So... 
Uh, anyway, best of luck to uh, Coach uh, Morell and his family down there at uh, Fresno State. Jason Walker Show is presented by Helena Accommodations. The in-town five-star extended stay residences. Visit HelenaAccommodations.com. Big weekend for the college hoops and the high school hoops and high school wrestling. And there's some college wrestling news we're going to get to coming up as well. And we'll recap uh, what happened out on uh, the PBR in uh, Madison Square Garden over the weekend. Uh, Jess Lockwood did not win. But he was close, and we'll tell you about it uh, later on. We'll also on this day in history, and a whole lot more still to come. Jason Walker Show, Inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave, presented by Helen Accommodations. We'll be right back. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Everyone knows about Dinners Done Right and the convenience of the cook and carry cuisines. It's so easy to just stop by and you have something for dinner that night. But there's also one more thing you need to know about. Dinners Done Right Grab-and-Go Salad Bar. Yes, I said salad bar. Always the freshest ingredients along with a daily soup and nacho bar too. So the next time you are in a rush or you just want to eat healthy, stop by Dinners Done Right for the soup, salad, and nacho bar. For monthly menus and more info, it's dinnersdoneright.com. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. It is Monday. Jason Walker Show, Major Mortgage Man Cave, is presented by Helena Accommodations, the in-town five-star extended state residences. Visit HelenaAccommodations.com. Still to come, we're going to check in on the weekend. What happened? What was your performance of the week? You can tweet us at Sports at Jason Walker Show. You can let us know on Facebook as well. On this day in history, still to come, a couple of big ones and the walk-off. And tomorrow, great. We're going to have a great week, by the way, uh, starting tomorrow. Well, really starting today. But uh, eventually, uh, we'll tell you what's coming up. I, I can tell you that... This show will never look as pretty as it uh, will this week. I'll tell you that. So that's a, it's called a tease in the business, and it's kind of a bad one. Anyway, uh, Jason Walker's show is uh, continuing as we roll on. Well, it was a nice weekend for uh, the Capital Boys as they picked up a huge win over CMR, and it was uh, not even close, really, as uh, the Capital Boys... Yeah, Bridger Groven with 17, Braden Cook with 12, 69-42, as uh, the Bruins actually led 20-16 to at the end of the first quarter and then went on a huge run, 25-3 uh, run, I believe it was, and uh, outscored some major, 
wrestler uh, ac- uh, athletics that uh, had a, <laughs> excuse me had a uh, hard time keeping up with the Bruins, but it was a great win for uh, Capitals. They improved to three and one as they head out uh, from the non-conference portion of the schedule and jump into the conference portion of the schedule coming up, which starts tomorrow. But uh, chatting about it now and joining us now to talk about Capital is the head coach. His name is Guy Almquist. All right, Coach, a a fantastic weekend for you as you uh, wrap up non-conference play with a big win over a very good CMR squad. Yeah, I thought the kids did a great job, especially for a first game coming off the break. You kind of wonder, you know, if CMR had a game uh, to kind of get the cobwebs off, and, and uh, this was our first, so you kind of wonder how you'd react. But I thought the kids were ready to go, uh, kind of a back-and-forth first quarter. In that second quarter, we got our footing defensively and uh, we were able to make a run and, and kind of put the game away. Yeah, 16-15 at one point in that first quarter. That's a lot of points, and uh, it doesn't matter what the, what the uh, you know, gender is or what uh, anything you know what i'm trying to say is that's a big first quarter of play there yeah uh we scored 20 points first 20 points second 18 the third so we definitely were uh scoring the ball um we like it when we score a lot but we're not as excited when they score that many <laughs> and uh we were kind of trading baskets there in that first quarter but again like we went uh after their last basket i think about the minute and a half mark uh the first quarter they did not make another basket till early in the fourth quarter so <laughs> Uh, i got to give my kids a lot of credit for playing that type of defense. 17 straight points I read, 25-3 to run overall in in the first half. I mean, that's just impressive. And, yeah, the offensive side of that's great. We'll talk about that in a second. But the defensive side, and I know you preach defense over the years, that's a great performance when you hold a team in the double-A to three points in a big run like that. It is, and CMR's got some capable uh, scores, and uh, I just I just thought after the first quarter we really kind of buckled down again. We did kind of switch up defenses, but I think our focus was a little bit better. And I think the other re- the other way you can stop someone from scoring there is you have to make sure they only get one shot, and we rebounded the ball much better in those middle quarters. I feel like I've heard this from so many coaches over the last six years or so: is rebounding and defense plays a big key in games. Well, it is. I mean, obviously, that's a big deal. But but why it's so important is that you're not going to make you're not going to always be on offensively. You can move the ball and do great things offensively, but you're, you're going to miss shots every once in a while. And for us to be consistent, we have to make sure that the rebounding and defensive thing is a night in out night out uh, deal for us. And uh, our kids are uh, working hard at it. And uh, again, I, I thought they did a great job. You hold anyone to you know they had 22 points going into the fourth quarter. Uh, we were mixing lineups up and seven a little bit in that fourth, but to hold a team in double-A, anybody to in that 40-point range is, is always going to be good. Guy Almquist joining us, the head coach of the Capitol Boys on the Jason Walker Show. And uh, in that game, Bridger Grovem, we know how good he can play. I think he had 17 points. But the play of Parker Johnston with 10 assists, uh, that's impressive. He had four rebounds as well. But, you know, double-A uh, basketball and getting 10 assists, that's fantastic for Parker. Yeah, just two off school record, actually, uh, as it turns out. And, you know, I, I hope people appreciate Parker for what he does for our team. I think sometimes he gets missed a little bit because he maybe isn't, you know, he's not the best shooter on our team, even though he's much improved. He, he doesn't shoot a lot. He doesn't, you know, we'd love him to be more aggressive, but he's going to score in that six to eight to nine points per game. But all the other things he does for us, it, it's noticeable when he's not there. And we, and we noticed it in Billings West this year as a perfect example. 
Um, he is the engine to our machine, and uh, he sets others up. He, he does a great job of seeing the help and skipping the ball across court to where we can attack. A lot of times he gets hockey assists, too, where he makes a pass where someone can make one more pass. Uh, he rebounds the ball. He often guards the best player on our team. Parker's absolutely integral part to what we do, and uh, we know how important he is, and, and uh, he did a great job on Saturday. He's such a great athlete. Is it easy for him to transition from one sport to the next when you look at how athletic he is in football and the great season he had in the fall for the Bruins and then translate it immediately onto the basketball floor? Yeah, he, he's done a great job of that. Uh, sometimes that can take a little while. I thought, uh, you know, but our, our multi-sport athletes have all done a pretty good job of that. And Parker, he loves basketball. He loves to play, and you can see that. And, and I see that every day in practice, too. It's not just games. He loves to compete uh, every day in practice. He, he leads by example. Um, and uh, he's probably one of our more vocal leaders as well. So Parker loves to play basketball, and I think we've got a, a group of kids right now that, that are really enjoying each other, enjoying the product they're putting on the court, and, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited for, for a conference season to get going here. We've talked a little bit about Parker and Bridger throughout the course of the year, but you have some other guys that maybe you know stay in the background a little bit that are great basketball players and great team players. You look at a guy like Trevor Swanson, who had nine points on Saturday. Uh, Shane Holler, who you know we've talked about that family for a long time, but I mean this is just a great team that the Bruins have right now, and it seems to be flowing pretty well. I think team chemistry is good. Yeah, you, you talked about Trevor, and with this offseason, we really challenged him to do. He's always been a great uh, shooter. Uh, good. All right, well, I guess some technical difficulties there, so we uh, apologize for that, but uh, it was uh, fun talking to Coach Onquist. We uh, had done it earlier in the day, but working on getting our audio and video back, we had a complete crash just now, so hopefully everybody is uh, running, and uh, we'll get everything back uh, uh, here shortly. We had a complete crash in our studios just now, so um, yeah, that's exciting stuff, isn't it? Anyway, appreciate you joining us here, Jason Walker Show. Inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave, presented by Helen Accommodations, the in-town five-star extended stay residences. I believe we have audio back as uh, everything uh, kind of clicking back into gear, we hope, right now. But uh, as we push all sorts of buttons and figure out what's going on, um, we'll try to do uh, get Coach Omquist to get the rest of that a uh, little bit later on. But uh, the Bruins opening up conference play this week. Uh, tomorrow night as they take on Butte, Matt Ludke in his first season uh, with the Bulldogs uh, has them at 2-3. Uh, and three. They're 1-0, and oh, though, in, in Western AA plays. They opened up with a big win on Saturday uh, over the weekend as well as they beat um, Missoula Big Sky 66-53 in a game that saw 20, or 26 points from Jake Olson, but five technicals in the game, four against Big Sky, two on Coach Ryan Hansen, who was ejected in the second quarter. And then uh, the Dogs out uh, scored, uh, ran past the Eagles. Uh, Trey Reed had 20 points. Tommy Malata had 16, including 14 from the free throw line. So uh, that was uh, an impressive little performance there as well for uh, for uh, Butte, which is, you know, building. And for Coach Ludke, now in his first season, this will be a great test against Capital. It will be at the Bears' Den in Helena, 7:15 Tuesday night. 
we mentioned uh, the Capitol win. Logan Brown had 14, and Helena got its first win, beating Belgrade 40-19. to It was 22-8 to at the half. The Bengals open up conference play later on this week on Thursday. Uh, Sentinel, 57-45 win over Great Falls. Uh, who else had a good, uh, let's see, Josh Erbacher at 16 and a 52-49 win for West as they beat Billings Central. Uh, Central losing to Senior in heartbreaking fashion, or beating Senior in heartbreaking fashion uh, earlier in the week on Thursday night, 51-50 to on a last-second bucket, but losing 52-49 to West. Uh, let's see, Class A, 34 points in the second half for Brendan Johnson, who had 41 and Livingston beat Dillon 61-55. to He also had six threes in that. Dillon actually led 34-33 to at the end of the third quarter. And then the fourth quarter was a 28-21 run for Livingston. That's a lot of points in a short amount of time for uh, both schools. Uh, let's see. Second-ranked Butte Central beat number four Hamilton 54-41. to uh, Mason Pryor had 19. Frenchtown beat Polson 43 to 40. Class B Forsyth lost to Shepherd 67 to 61. 17 points apiece for Kyler uh, Gochanauer and Braden Sawyer to uh, lead Anaconda past our least 78-72. Anaconda got a new snake pit. They redid it. Looks pretty good. Saw some pictures uh, there in uh, Anaconda. Let's see, Big Timber beat Whitehall, 57-35 pretty handily. Big Fork, a big win over Loyola, 56-53. And then Townsend lost to Manhattan, 55-30. In Class C, Manhattan Christian scored 100 points on White Sulphur, 156, including 35 points in the second quarter. There are teams that don't score 35 points in a game. And Manhattan Christian put up 35 in the second, and they uh, pounced on the Hornets. 156, Sam Leap, 27, Josiah Amanru, 24 for the defending champs. That's impressive. Talk about performance of the week, those two guys right there. I know we had a dude score 41 for Livingston, but man. Uh, let's see, 29 points, 7 steals, 6 assists, 5 boards for Caden Reddick as North Star beat Conrad, 74-70. to uh, Augusta got blasted by Sunburst, 70-20. Wow. Uh, let's see. Richie Lambert had a big win over Circle. Thompson Falls hammered Troy 69-17. Man, there's some 76-27. St. Regis over Victor. Some pretty bad uh, big scores and uh, small scores as well. We mentioned some teams don't even score 35. Christian scored 35 in the uh, second quarter in their win. Yeah, 26, Weebo, as they lost to Ekalaka, 63-26. Uh, Park City hammered Broadview Lavina 53 to 28. Man, um, that's just in uh, boys basketball. 24 points for Ty Herzog. Is a repoint Rappel J got over Fromberg. Big Dodson beat Nashua Opime 70 to 32. Let's move to girls' side. Michaela Cloaker, well, she almost outpaced Belgrade by herself. She had 25. Helena High beat uh, Belgrade in girls' basketball 60 to 26. Butte took down Big Sky 54-20. to uh, Let's see here. As Mackenzie Tutty had 15 in that one. Mariah McGinley led the uh, Bruin Gals with 9. Danny Barch had 8. Capitals 4-0 now. They beat CMR in girls 39-29. Allie Olsen had 6 to lead the way for the wrestlers. 
Sentinel Girls, 39-28, a win over Great Falls. In Class A, Maya Hansen, 24. Central, Billings Central, beat uh, Billings West, 52-44. to Maddie Albright led the Golden Bears with 9. Mariah, 5, had 21. Harden beat Laurel, 61-42. In Class B, number 1, Loyola, 7-0. 46-37 win at Big Fork. Lanny Walker, no relation, had 24. At least I don't think no relation. Lindsey Hine had 20. Forsyth coasted past Shepard, 54-28. And uh, some uh, B scores there. Let's see. Do we have... Yeah, Townsend beat Manhattan on the girls' side, 43-33. to As Taylor Noyes had 14. Big Timber beat Whitehall by 17. Class C... Uh, Raid Point, Rappel J over Fromberg, 38-20. Plentywood rolled Brockton, 65-22, including 23 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, that's, man. So, out of all that, pick your performance of the week. Here's your, your uh, high scores. We mentioned Brendan Johnson, Livingston, 41. North Stars, Jade Wendland had 31. Tia Stahl, Winnegrass Range, had 31 as well. 30-pointer uh, and Caleb Ball from St. Regis. And there was a whole list of others under uh, 20 or over 20 points. Uh, let's see. Then there was some wrestling. High school wrestling. Great Falls had 30 other schools to contend with at the Tom LaProuse invite in Bozeman. And they had 199 points, outpacing senior in second place. And uh, Great Falls wins the LaProuse invite down in the Gallon Valley, which is a great Great wrestling tournament. We talked about this last week, some of the better wrestling tournaments across the state. Bozeman is uh, is definitely high on that list in the uh, La Prouse. Uh Let's see here. We had uh, – pull it up here because I was going to. Uh, let's see here. Boom. Townsend did well. We'll get to them in a second. They were at the Western Duels. Uh, Gray Falls won, as we mentioned. Uh, here's your champions. Hunter Ketchum of Skyview at 103. Carter Schmidt of Belgrade at 113. Colton Martello of CMR at 120. Drake Rhodes of West at 126. 132 went to Carson Desrosier from Capital. The defending champ, the sophomore, uh, is awesome. He's really good. 138, Lee Schroeder of Bozeman. A decision. 145, Brock Rodriguez of Bozeman. 152, Hunter Meinzin, uh, Meinzin of Big Sky. Cooper Voorhees of Rapid City took 160. 170 went to Cooper Hoffman of Dillon. 182, Noah Kovic of Capital. And at 205, Elijah Davis of Great Falls. 285, Trey Yates of Colstrip. Capital was in ninth. Helena High was in 27th out of 31. Uh, for uh, Capital City squads. But, yeah, Great Falls High running away with it. Billing senior sack in Rapid City was third with Bozeman in fourth Skyview in fifth. So good wrestling there. And uh, that was just the the uh, Tom LaProuse. Let's see, the Western Montana duels. You had Townsend winning it all as they defeated Frenchtown 42-36 for the championship. And uh, congrats to... Uh, Coach Odell and, uh, and the squad there, Townsend Boys Wrestling, is really, really good. And uh, looking forward to see uh, where they head up at the end of the year. I mean, like I said we, uh, last week, we talked about we're, we're, less, we're about a month plus, six weeks or so, five weeks from crowning state champs in wrestling. Man. And speaking of wrestling, 
Northern wrestling coach uh, Tyson Tiverge announced the signing of two former four-time Montana high school All-Staters, Jackson Courier and Martin, Martin Wilkie, uh, going to play uh, wrestle at Northern along with two-time state champ, Nakota Siegel, also of uh, Coal Strip. Wilkie's going back home, four-time state champ with the Blue Ponies. Originally had signed out the University of Minnesota, but uh, signed with Northern instead. He was the 2019 USAW Junior 16U Folk Style National Champ at Cedar Falls, Iowa. Courier was the uh, is a fir- uh, was a four-time state champ, by the way, from uh, uh, Cole Strip as well, and he won out there at state last year in Billings at 138. And this is cool. Courier. Uh, also has a brother, Clayton, and an uncle, Chris, who are four-time state champs. And then his teammate, Siegel, uh, was a two-time state champ and placed four times at state and uh, took the 182-pound title last year. So big wrestlers headed to Northern. That is awesome for the Lights, who are traditionally one of the stronger powerhouses in uh, the NAIA is on the wrestling circuit for sure. Uh, so there you go. And uh, Providence, we mentioned the women last week, doing really well. So it's pretty cool when you get to see all of this that is uh, going on uh, in the wrestling world as we try to get uh, try to get everything back live here for you as everything kind of uh, stumbled. We just got new internet last week, too. We shouldn't even have any issue. I know we're on audio-wise, but uh, trying to get the video back up as well, and uh, hopefully that will happen very soon. But... Um, what else is going on? Uh, we had some college basketball we're going to talk about uh, coming up a little bit later on. Uh, swimming gets under back underway next week, which is, is very cool. And I'm looking forward to that um, getting going back. Is, uh, I'm not a good swimmer. In fact, I'm deathly afraid of water. I cannot swim. I just can't. Uh, I can doggy paddle really, really well, but I am not a swimmer. So I have uh, a lot of respect for those that get out and uh, get in the pool and do really well at it because I can't. I just I never have been able to. So uh, little little Jason Walker insight right there that Jason is afraid of water and can't swim. So <laughs> there you go. All right, we are uh, back in the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Jason Walker Show presented by Helena Accommodations. The in-town five-star extended stay residences. Visit HelenaAccommodations.com. We apologize for the... Um, Technical difficulties we had a little bit earlier, and uh, we're back, though. And, uh, in fact, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about college basketball and the PBR, tell you what's coming up tomorrow. And uh, it's going to be a great show, a uh, great week. Looking forward to this week for a, a while now. But uh, we'll be right back. Jason Walker Show here inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave, presented by HelenAccommodations.com. Okay, well, I guess we're going to stay here. Technical difficulties continue. Awesome. Live live radio. It's good, right? Live television, live radio, live everything. It's uh, Technology is great when it works. That's why we love what we do. You can't be patient. You can't just go running hog wild. You've got to wait for everything to, uh, to get going. But uh, there we go. I think we're back on video. I know we're back on audio. 
Uh, we apologize. Technical difficulties today. It's Monday, right? Well, I mean, that's what you'd expect on a Monday, no doubt. Uh, all right, so let's. Uh, we're going to recap the college weekend. Oh, there's hey, there's the one page I was looking for. That's awesome. Uh, Montana, Montana State, both in action uh, over the weekend in Big Sky Conference play. The uh, Grizzly men and women both losing to for uh, the first time as they uh, each fell to Northern Colorado. The women at home, the men were on the road. But uh, yeah, it was. A tough weekend for the Grizz and the Bobcat men. As the, We'll get to the Bobcats in a second. But the Grizz, Kendall Manuel scored 30 as a career high. But the Grizz lost 74-66 down at Greeley in uh, northern Colorado. Uh, Travis DeCure told KGVL Radio from, uh, quote, top to bottom, they came to battle. We talked about it, mental, physical toughness. Every time you come into this gym, you have to be prepared to go to war. And I just don't think we did a good enough job of that as a group, end quote. So, uh, yeah, we mentioned Kendall Manuel. The Grizz now is 7-8 and eight overall, 3-1 and one in the Big Sky, still sitting on top of the Big Sky. Northern Colorado, very good. Uh, this is a team that uh, swept the Montana schools for the weekend. But uh, Northern Colorado, one of the top half, uh, definitely in the top half, that uh, are going to do really well uh, this year at the Big Sky. Manuel, we mentioned, is 30, was 13 of 16, 3-for-3 three three from beyond the arc. He also had six rebounds and three steals. So very nice uh, game for him. Saeed Pridget had 15, uh, but he had foul trouble and played just 28 minutes on the night. And uh, the Grizz were shooting 28 of 62 for the game, 6 of 19 from the three-point uh, three line. rather. And uh, the Grizz now 3-1. and one. They'll head to Cheney for a matchup with Eastern Washington on Thursday. And... Uh, that uh, that Big Sky Conference race is going to be be tough all season long on both the men's and the women's side. Speaking of the men, the Bobcat men two and two as they uh, lost for the second straight game on Saturday, falling at Southern Utah fifty nine to fifty three. The Cats had lost in Northern Colorado two nights before, so the Cats now eight and seven, two and two in the Big Sky, actually led by ten uh, early in the first half. Harold Frey gave him a jumper to put him up by 10, 33 to 23. And then Northern Colorado, or Southern Utah rather, mounted its comeback and uh, got the lead. Cats trailed by one with about a minute to go, but uh, some free throws, offensive rebounding, doomed the Cats, and uh, they fall to two and two. Frey had 14. Amin Adamu had 12. Layden Ricketts had 10 for the Bobcats, who were at Idaho on Thursday night. And they'll host Portland State on Saturday. The Lady Grizz fell for the first time in league play as they lost at home to Northern Colorado. And the uh, Bears, 67-58 the win, but uh, dropped the Lady Grizz to 3-1 and in the Big Sky, 8-5 and overall. Uh, Mackenzie Johnston missed a layup with just over a minute to go to pull the Grizz within one possession. And then Northern Colorado sealed the deal from the free throw line. Uh, Emma Stockholm had uh, a, a nice night with 20, in, uh, a career high almost in the first half. Uh, she ended up uh, struggling in the second half a little bit. But uh, the Lady Grizz now um, looking to uh, to rewrite the ship as they, uh, you know, they're a good team. And this is the year for the Lady Grizz to, to do well because they have to. Stockholm, by the way, had 22. 
at eight rebounds. Mackenzie Johnson had eight rebounds as well, but the uh, the rest of the guards, Johnston, Sophia Stiles, Gabby Harrington, six of 24 from the floor. That's uh, not going to get the job done. But I feel this is the year that the Lady Grizz have to play well because they need to uh, in order to save uh, Coach Shannon Schwein's job. I believe that she's on the hot seat after three subpar years uh, in Missoula. Uh, Montana forward Abby Anderson, by the way, left the game with a leg injury. Uh, appears to be just a sprain. Hopefully she'll be okay. Um, but, yeah, so the Lady Grizz fall. Uh, so they are now not in first in the big sky. No longer. That is because they lose. But Montana State women are in first place as they uh, got past. They uh, have won four. They're 4-0. And unbelievable play from everybody on that team as they are uh, they're winning quite big. Oleana Squires, uh, Fallon Frigi, each over 1,000 points for their career, each hitting that mark on Saturday in Bozeman as they won 91-65 over Southern Utah. Wow. 8-5 uh, and five overall, 4-0 in league as we play. Martha Kuderer hit 7-7 uh, seven of seven from the field, three three-pointers. And it was a very nice performance. So they win 91-65, the Cats of uh, Montana State do. And they uh, become, um, they're, they're, uh, wow, I was going to say something else. But they are averaging their four wins in Big Sky by 26 points. So there you go. Uh, Oleana Squire is the 24th member of the 1,000-point club, all at Montana State. She has 1,007. Freezy transferred to uh, MSU from North Dakota, sat out last year. She's over 1,000 points, obviously most of that coming at North Dakota. Uh, but uh, the Cat women on a roll, and it's the uh, second consecutive. They've scored 91 on back-to-back games in the Big Sky. Thursday they beat Northern Colorado 91-58, and then they beat um, Southern Utah 91-56 on Saturday. This is a team on a roll right now. Trisha Benford squad got it, uh, has it going on down there at uh, Montana State with this uh, group of women. All right, should we take, let's try to take one more break. We'll try this again. And then when we come back, we're going to talk some PBR. Tell you what's coming up tomorrow and the rest of the week. Jason Walker Show here presented by Helena Accommodations. And that would be a no. All right, so we're having a lot of problems, but we're going to stay here. Jason Walker Show, presented by Helena Accommodations, the in-town five-star extended state residences. Visit HelenaAccommodations.com. Uh, apologize for the technical uh, problems that we've been having today. Like I said, it's Monday. There's a weirdness in the air. We've got a storm brewing uh, up above the in the atmosphere. It's going to be a, the higher elevations, obviously. Uh, Jason Walker Show inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. All right, so they had the PBR uh, over the weekend, uh, their first uh, game, and uh, wow, we got some awesome followers joining us and uh, sending us some very cool stuff. So we uh, we have the PBR starting out in New York City over the weekend. Jess Lockwood took third, so he did not win. Um, he's a pretty good uh, bull rider, though. We can all agree on that, right? Yeah, because he's he's won two world championships. That's um, impressive, especially on the bull riding side of things. So he's third. Uh, the winner out at Madison Square Garden was, as I pull up my 
uh, Jose Vera, while, uh, yeah, Ricardo Vieira of uh, Brazil goes four for four and wins the $109,000 and 192 points to take the lead in the PBR after uh, one performance. Matt Triplett of Columbia Falls was 10th. He had won a week before at a smaller PBR tour stop. And uh, we're going to talk to uh, Flint Rasmussen throughout the course of the year about the PBR because, of course, he is the entertainer extraordinaire for professional bull riders. Uh, tour heading off to uh, Chicago this weekend. Jess Lockwood won there last year. He had uh, he won at Madison Square Garden, and then he also won at Chicago back-to-back weeks. So uh, he's hoping for another good performance uh, in the Windy City, for sure. As um, I'm trying to figure out all the technical stuff here, I apologize. I need a producer. Anybody want to be a producer on the Jason Walker Show? <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, so anyway. Lockwood, just Lockwood taking third. He was bucked off Saturday, and uh, he finished the weekend with a 91.75 ride to win the championship round, had the high mark ride of the weekend, and uh, like we said, he finishes third, 23850 bucks. He won last year, won in 2017 when he won the world championship. So according to history... Lockwood won't win the world championship in November because he didn't win at Madison Square Garden because he won there in 2017, won the world championship, won last year, won the world championship. But Jess Lockwood can change things in a hurry. So uh, there's your PBR update. We mentioned, like I said, they go out to uh, Chicago uh, this weekend. Uh, Don't forget they'll be in uh, Metro Park, first interstate arena at Metro Park. April 17th and 19th. By the way, speaking of arenas, have anybody seen the pictures on social media of Rocky Mountain College's new basketball floor? Holy cow, it looks nice. Uh, Bill Drykosen, the head coach of the men, has been uh, posting some pictures of it, but it is a very nice basketball floor for sure. And uh, looking forward to uh, seeing that. Uh, The Carroll men and women will see it, I think, next week. But uh, Rocky's been playing some games at Shriners Auditorium, also at uh, they're playing tonight against the uh, the women, Rocky Mountain women playing tonight against Yellowstone Christian College at uh, the Metro. But yeah, they should be back uh, on the floor next week. So it's a nice looking floor, I'm telling you, it really is. Is uh, had to redo it. They had kind of the uh, flooding issue. Had to redo the floor. They started immediately after uh, volleyball season ended, and it's a nice looking, uh, nice looking little floor there at uh, at Billings, and it is First Interstate Bank Court. So First Interstate Bank Court and First Interstate Arena at Metro Park. First Interstate putting up some dough to uh, support uh, basketball across the state of Montana, especially in the Magic City. Hey, First Interstate, anybody listening wants to put together a little package for the Jason Walker Show? I won't say no. We can call it the uh, whatever you want. We'll figure it out. Uh, anyway. Um, uh, I just got a text. So I asked the, uh, earlier, who should uh, Montana Tech football high for its next head coach? Uh, someone from the inside, someone from the outside. Been getting a lot of Kyle Sampson uh, comments. Uh, Justin, good friend of the show, said Jason Garrett. He just got uh, fired officially yesterday for the Dallas Cowboys. But, yeah, Jason Garrett, uh, the next coach at Montana Tech, according to uh, our friend Justin. That would be a that'd be fantastic. <laughs> 
Oh, man. It's not going to happen. Sorry, folks. Um, anyway, Jason Walker show continuing here as uh, we talked about the PBR. We got on this day in history still to come up. We have uh, chatted about college basketball as well. Um, but anyway, Rocky Mountain College women tonight playing at the, the Metro, taking on Yellowstone Christian College. It's the third meeting this year between these two schools. And Rockies won them both. And it shouldn't even be – like Yellowstone Christian shouldn't – it's just – you shouldn't schedule these. I know you have to, but Yellowstone Christian is not good. Just like Salish Kootenai. They, they schedule these games against the Frontier Conference teams, and they're not good at all. And it's sad at times to, to see some of these beatdowns that these uh, teams are getting. But why would – I know you're playing conference teams three times because you have to, but if you're Rocky, why would you schedule Yellowstone Christian for a third time? That makes no sense. I know you want to get a game in before Thursday's conference openers, uh, I think against Montana Tech. But, yeah, you don't want to – you definitely don't want to uh, to schedule the same team like that three different times. Man, uh, speaking of football but not, it's basketball. And speaking of Montana Tech, uh, they do open up the Frontier season on uh, Thursday with Rocky, but Taylor England was named the Frontier Conference Men's Basketball Player of the Week today by the Frontier. England, the 6'7 forward from Helena High, averaged 23.5 points, 11.5 rebounds, and a couple of wins for the Ore Diggers over Concordia Edmonton. Uh, his two double-doubles now give him 4-5 and five on the year. He shot 23 of 26 from the field in two games. That's 88%. Taylor England, next year, should be the Frontier Conference Player of the Year. If it's uh, Man, it's going to be tough with Darko Kelly back playing. But Taylor England's a stud. Uh, he also had 23 rebounds, six steals, five blocks in the two victories. And uh, he uh, is he's awesome. I love watching Taylor England play. He could have went and played tight end at North Dakota State and uh, decided to play basketball at Montana Tech. And smart kid, great kid, and uh, loved watching him play in high school and in college. He'll be a, He's just a junior, but he uh, he's, a, he's, he's good, man. I, I love Taylor England's game. And he's just gotten better and better and better over the last few seasons, uh, uh, definitely from uh, moving on from high school where he was such a force for Helena High, but then also going off to college, learning the college game. And, you know, as a freshman, he had to guard Ryan Imhoff at Carroll. That was not easy for him. Um, hey, freshman here, you get the NAI Player of the Year. You get to guard him. How's that for a welcome to the Frontier Conference? But anyway, congrats to Taylor England, a good one. And uh, uh, hopefully he uh, has a, a great junior season and a, a very nice senior campaign next year because he is very, very awesome. Love watching that kid. Uh, let's see. What else is going on? Uh, big big week. Got the uh, Montana PRCA circuit finals this weekend in Great Falls, Friday through Sunday. I want to try to get up Sunday, um, uh, permitting things, uh, you know, down here. But hopefully can get up there and, and get to the finals I haven't had a chance to because I was always doing basketball games and usually on the road, so couldn't uh, get up to Great Falls. But uh, hopefully Sunday I can get up to watch the finals. And it's, you know, is it going to be the last time we see Jesse Davis from Power? Maybe. Probably not. It'll probably be the last time we see him at the finals for sure, uh, riding. But he's going to do a little bit of riding, I think, this summer. He said he's uh, he's retiring, but uh, he's going to ride a little bit. Trust me. Um, but you're going to get to see two uh, world champions in Ty Erickson and Haven Medjid uh, in their respective events, steer wrestling and tie down. Also going to get to see Bridger Chambers, second 
place at the World Finals, National Finals Rodeo in Steer Wrestling. He'll be there. And, of course, Will Rasmussen will be announcing they will crown a new Miss Rodeo Montana coming up uh, this weekend as well. And uh, three fantastic young ladies vying for that. And, yeah, so if you get a chance to get up to Great Falls Friday, Saturday, or Sunday afternoon, two night performances at the arena they call Four Seasons, and then, of course, the Sunday afternoon championship round. And, uh, it, man, love it. Uh, we love rodeo here on the Jason Walker Show, and uh, we talk about it occasionally. So uh, we'll talk about it this week as we continue moving forward on uh, this this Monday where we've had a lot of technical issues and um, appreciate you sticking by and, and following with us uh, as uh, we get set for a great, great week. I seriously cannot wait for this week. Um, tomorrow it's going to be a fantastic show. One of my all-time favorite interviews is going to be in the Major Mortgage Man Cave. And uh, Wednesday and Thursday are going to be big shows as well. I don't want to give away the names and what's coming up, but it's going to be fun. I promise you. Uh, you'll enjoy it as much as, as I will. Um, it is New Year's or New Year behind us now with, uh, you know, all the weeks. So we're back or with all the festivities from last couple of weeks. So we are back and uh, getting rolling here on the Jason Walker Show. We're going to do all five shows this week. Um, I'm excited about this. I forgot to tell you this, but I get to go do hockey again down at uh, Montana State as they take on Providence. Not this Friday, but the following Friday on the 17th. I'll be down in Bozeman, so no show on that day in advance. But uh, doing hockey for uh, SWX Television. And had a lot of fun the last time in uh, November, but this is going to be a great matchup. Montana State, and we'll talk about more next week, but Montana State and Providence. Um, man, I can't wait for that, that matchup. Cats blitzed Western Washington, the first uh, matchup I got to do for television. So uh, next week we'll talk more about it. But, yeah, the Cats and Providence – down at Haynes Pavilion in Bozeman. That's going to be a ton of fun, I'm telling you, um, for sure. All right, so let's do On This Day in History. And do we get music for this? Let's try. Hey, there we go. Yeah, I don't like that bed, though. All right, so on this date in 1976, Ted Turner purchased the Atlanta Braves for $12 million back in 1976. 1994, remember this date? The date that lives in Olympic history or infamy. Man, um, it was not a good day as uh, for one professional ice skater as she walked off the ice in training. Nancy Kerrigan was attacked by Tanya Harding's bodyguard on this date in 1994. Remember it like it was yesterday, don't you? Did anybody see I, Tanya? I did not. Um... Tanya Harding's had a weird life since all of this happened. But, yeah, today was the day that uh, Nancy Kerrigan, why, why, screaming and holding her knee. Uh, man. 1999 and 2013. This was a, a good day for fans of these two sports. So in 1999, an agreement was reached by the NBA and the Players Union to end a 240 lockout, which had shortened the season by 50 games. And then in 2013, the NHL reached an agreement and a 113-day lockout. So if you are an NBA or NHL fan on this date, 99 and 2013, uh, your sports started back up again after the greediness was figured out. Uh, 2015, Randy Johnson, Pedro Martinez, John Smoltz, Craig Biggio were inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame, uh, or announced as inductees 
the actual induction takes place in July. But, uh, yeah, that was five years ago. Pedro, Randy, John, and Craig. That's a very good – that was a great class. Um, figure out – we'll see who goes in this year. That will be interesting to keep an eye on, to see who goes in to the Baseball Hall of Fame this year. Derek Jeter and who? How many? Who else goes in besides Jeter? Now, I'm not a big Jeets guy. He did it right way. He did it cleanly. But I'm not a Jeter guy. Anyway, but he'll go into the Hall of Fame unanimously probably. And who else goes with him? That'll be an interesting one, and that uh, that's coming up soon. So uh, there's your On This Day in History. I don't think we can play right now because of our audio issues, or video issues too, but I don't think we can do – can we do this? Nope, that won't even play. Wow. All right, so uh, we'll try to figure that out. Uh, but anyway, uh, the walk-off presented by Cafe Zydeco. Make sure you stop by Cafe Zydeco. They are open Monday through Saturday. And they have some good, oh man, unbelievable food. Stop by the other day. Uh, breakfast beignets, you can get a half order, a full order. Uh, breakfast sandwiches, eggs with your choice of meat on an English muffin. Um, crawfish omelet, wow, so good. And then, of course, you get the, you can for lunch. How about the po' boys? You want to look at, here, I got the menu in front of me. Think about this. All that jazz po' boy. Grilled shrimp, andouille sausage, ham turkey provolone, American lettuce, tomato, and aioli sauce served on a French roll. That's just one. And it's, man, so tasty. Uh, catfish po' boy. I'm a big fan of catfish. But anyway, stop by Cafe Zydeco. 625 Euclid. We'll have more gift certificates to give away coming up uh, as well. So... Looking forward to uh, to that. Uh, by the way, uh, so we are in the walk-off. Just uh, Cafe Zydeco, so good. Got me so hungry just talking about it. Uh, anyway, to, <laughs> we'll tell you what's coming up tomorrow here in a second. Congratulations to Kyle Sampson, named the interim head coach at Montana Tech, and congrats to Chuck Morrell, the nine-year uh, former coach, now headed off to Fresno State to be an assistant. And looking forward to uh, seeing how Montana Tech proceeds with their coaching search. Samson, the former Capital Star, named the interim head coach today by Athletics Director Matt Stempen. And um, I think he's going to have the interim tag removed uh, very shortly. I think he's going to be the new head coach at Montana Tech. I don't think it's going to be Jason Garrett. We had a couple more people say that, um, but I think it'll be Kyle Sampson, and uh, we wish him all the best for sure. All right, <clears throat> excuse me. Coming up tomorrow, oh, the hearts of flutter. That is because former Miss Last Chance Stampede, current Miss Rodeo Montana, who placed in the top ten at the Miss Rodeo America pageant last month, Miss Kayla Seaman will be in the Major Mortgage Man Cave. She will join us in studio to talk about uh, giving up her crown, what her last year has been like, and she'll, uh, she'll uh, what's the word I'm looking for? She'll, um, she'll handicap the, uh, the race that's uh, this weekend between uh, the current uh, runnings going on, <laughs> the current contestants that are for the Miss Rodeo Montana. Kayla Seaman did a great job as Miss Rodeo Montana, and uh, she's going to have a great life after she gives up her crown this uh, this weekend. But uh, she'll be in the Major Mortgage Man Cave tomorrow. She's going to be sitting right there, and it's going to be awesome. I cannot wait to chat with uh, Miss Kayla uh, coming up tomorrow. And a busy week 
Uh, we'll talk uh, more circuit finals and more about Montana Tech when we uh, come back tomorrow at 4. Thanks to Guy Almquist. Sorry about the technical difficulties. We hope to see you back here tomorrow at 4. Hopefully everything will be going great. This is the Jason Walker Show presented by Helena Accommodations.